0: Welcome to The People I Know, a philosophical
1: podcast with and about the diverse people I've met over the years as an African-American thinker, dancer, all kinds of things. Today's very special guest is Ms. Antoinette Chanel. She's an author, business coach, and mother, among many other things. I hope you enjoy. Well,
0: hello, everyone. My name is Antoinette Chanel, I am, among other things, I am a wife and a mom. I also sometimes tend to write books, so that makes me an author too. Um, Sometimes I'm a podcaster, and sometimes I am a business coach to people, which really is a lot of digital storytelling, believe it or not. That's what a lot of that is, but that's what I do, and it is so great to be here with you today, Joy.
1: (laughs) Indeed, indeed, and um, as Many of my guests, we've known each other for like 10, 15, 20 years, much of my life, and we've had many in person conversations and adventures. But you and I have just met over the internet. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know who they followed who. <laughs> yeah. So God bless the internet. Very thankful to uh, connect us. Yes. Um, certainly starting with with some wellness stuff and then your your business advice and whatnot has been great. Uh, the author of this book, Over My Shoulder, a book for black girls, and um, one family member now has it in that household and they've appreciated it. So it's great. <laughs> You're great.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad <laughs> that people are enjoying the book.
1: Indeed, indeed. Um, and with this being the, uh, the Black people I know, the Black women I know, let's start off with that question first. Um, why does being Black matter to you?
0: Being Black matters to me because representation matters so much to me and so many other people. And I like to use my Blackness to bring Black representation to areas where we might not have any. Um, so in fields that I don't see a lot of other people who look like me, if it's something that is an interest of mine, I think, okay, well then maybe that's exactly why I like it because I'm supposed to go into this field and show people that, yes, we're here too. And, um, so that's been fun, but I will say, um, it took me a minute to really learn that about myself. I think that's a really important part of blackness too. I think that, you have to kind of learn and grow into your blackness somewhat Mm. uh, because of the unique experience that we have here in this country, unlike any other nationality um, or race, Um, you know, settling into your blackness and figuring out um, what you want to do with it. I think that that's a part of the experience. And so for me, um, I know that I didn't always feel comfortable with standing out, but, Mm as I've gotten older, I've just kind of learned to roll with it because I I tend to stick out like a sore thumb in a lot of places. (laughs) Just is what it is. Like, girl, just get used to it. That's just you. Just smile and hey, hey, hi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's part of the black experience, the black American experience, um, just sticking out in some way?
0: I think that adjusting to what blackness is, is most definitely a part of the black American experience, Um, simply because, you know, we, our, our place here is a unique one. We we know that we have ties to the continent of Africa and probably to the islands too, but a lot of us, myself included, are lacking the tools to really trace all of that back. And when I say trace, I don't mean just, oh yes, you're from Africa. No, I would like to know like which country, which which tribe, where where were my people at? That's what I would mm. like to. And, you know, we don't really have the tools for that, at least not readily accessible. And so a lot of us are putting the pieces together for ourselves and after the fact. And so that means that, you know, you're going to have a lot of different versions. Um, You know, you're going to have a lot of different perspectives too, but collectively you can sort of start to piece together what some of your history was and your lineage was. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any other groups in the United States that yeah, maybe Native Americans, but um, you know, for the yeah. most part, when it comes to looking at our history and looking back at just where we came from and where all of this originated from, it's a little harder for black people. And so we often have to build new foundations mm-hmm. and that means settling into traditions that we create for ourselves and um, norms that we create for ourselves because it just feels good but doing that takes takes a lot of courage I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Indeed Um, and I was just conversing with um, a woman who's you know ethnically mixed but she's indigenous and black and Mexican and she was saying uh, yes, definitely we have these similarities, um, you know, Black people and, and Native Americans. Um, and a huge difference is that, you know, with her, she's able to go to her people uh, and, and reconnect, try and find those lineages, you know, recipes, those practices and all those things. Whereas Black Americans, it's like, even if we could touch back to where and who our people were, like, most of those people were are, are no longer alive or no longer around those right. things to do those practices we we have to recreate we have to create new things for ourselves um, so I think that's that's a really good point you bring up um, and to stay on this for a moment because um you know I'm not a parent and so <laughs> my friends who are I just have so many questions for you all um, yeah. when is it important for you uh, when is your blackness important as a parent for your children
0: okay so the short answer to that is <laughs> <laughs> I was like, say that again the short answer the short answer is all the time all the time <laughs> it's important um and as far as how you because it, it sounds like and you can correct me if I'm wrong but it sounds like you're also asking how do you show up in your blackness for your kids
1: sure <laughs> it's a very broad question. <laughs> okay,
0: awesome. Well, I'll move in this direction just because that's something that I have um, had to give a lot of thought to, especially in the last year or so, mm. and um, something that I tried to be intentional about when I decided that I wanted to have kids. Um, so I think that in any relationship where you have parents who are of different, Races and ethnicities. I think it's always important that they maintain their individuality in that, and that they show the they share that with their children on an individual basis. Like it doesn't have to be a thing where because Daddy's talking about his Jewish roots, that means that Mommy's Christian roots are not important. Like that's not. Please don't do that. Like we don't need that at home. Like that's happening in so many other places. We don't right. need that at home. So. Um, But yeah, I think that um, for myself, I know I wanted to get very clear on what my blackness meant to me and what that meant about um, my parenting and what I would be leaving to my children with that. And with that, um, the main conclusion that I've come to is that I want my children to understand that blackness is something that is beautiful and worthy of fighting for. Um, It is something that they should be proud of, and it is something that without it, this country, the United States, would not be where it Mm. is today. It's definitely a pillar in this country's history. People can deny that all they want to, but you know the truth, so just accept that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so those are the main messages that I like to impart to my children and then with the events that happened at the beginning of last summer with the killing of George Floyd and, you know, everybody had kind of had enough at that point, the weather was getting warmer and so, you know, we had a lot of protests and um, clashes between civilians and the police on the basis of unfair treatment of minorities. And, um, you know, I, I still want my kids to be kids. I want them to have a childhood and get to grow up and be innocent and have fun and stuff. Because quite frankly, once those days are gone, they're gone for good. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather that mm-hmm. they get those for as long as possible, but I didn't let them know that, Hey, there are people in this world who believe that because my skin is dark, I shouldn't get to exist. I shouldn't get to be married to your father. I shouldn't get to have children like you guys. I shouldn't get to do a lot of these things. There are people who believe that. Mm -hmm. And to those people, we peacefully protest to send the message that you are not, your opinion and belief is not the only one that's here. There are other Mm -hmm. people who are here. And as long as we are here, you can't have your way. You can't make it so that, you know, all, all dark skinned people have to suffer or do not get to have the same types of liberties so that's how I explain it to them and um outside of that though I would say that um blackness is really fun to share with kids it's really (laughs) it's so much fun to show your kids old videos of Michael Jackson dancing (laughs) all right (laughs) i enjoy it you know my my kids um my mom loves to cook and so because she's nearby they love to cook and bake with grandma and she has my grandmother's recipe book that she shares with them so that part's fun um we also make room for my husband and his culture my husband is german and so we make room for german traditions too but um I have a partner who is not threatened by the fact that I am proud to share my culture and my heritage and um, I'm proud to defend it. He is also proud to defend it. Mm. And that we stand 10 toes down in that consistently. I'm sure that your other friends with kids will tell you that consistency is so key. Yeah. And um, that area is not exempt. You have to be consistent with that too. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's, that's, that's nice. That's,
0: <laughs> I hadn't thought about like, okay, if I have
1: children, particularly if I'm with a partner who is, comes from, came with a different background, <laughs> like, what it would mean to share someone like Michael Jackson <laughs> Yeah, <And I> mean, <laughs> or something yeah. like fried chicken.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So my husband, um, you know, being that he was interested in me, he was sort of, following a lot of black culture and stuff. He, he wasn't mm-hmm. raised in the United States. And so he's not up on everything, but, mm-hmm. um, he moved here in, I think 2000. And so, um, he, he said he used to watch living single. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> okay. So that's this a good
1: one.
0: Now, you want to- <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the truth right now. Like truth bomb yes. this is how I knew that he was a real one. Like that he was really into me. He told me that his favorite on living single was Max. Oh. <laughs> right? Like, okay. Okay. Maxine,
1: Maxine.
0: <laughs> okay. Like, That's like mine too. <laughs> Fascinating.
1: Yeah. So- wow.
0: But yeah, I mean, he, we had a talk about that before we had children. I said, you know, we're gonna, I want that to be something that is equal. We share both sides with our children. And he said, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. So, I mean, I know you didn't ask for dating advice or anything. This is not a dating show, but. <laughs> If you are considering dating somebody who is of a different ethnicity, different race, different background from you, just make sure that everything's on the up and up as you head into the relationship. And if it's not, that's okay. You guys can decide that, Hey, we're, we're not best to be a couple, but have those honest conversations with that person. Otherwise you're going to get really disappointed later. You know, suddenly you've had this child and, uh Oh, (laughs) we didn't talk about how we were going to address culture with our family.
1: Yeah, that that is really good advice. I mean, of course, it's good advice for anybody dating anybody that you need to talk about how you're going to bring up your your upbringing and things that are important for you. But especially if you come from polar, you know, these very different backgrounds, right? <laughs> Which kind of leads into the next question of why or when does being black not matter um, for you personally or professionally?
0: okay so i think i'm still trying to figure that part out okay <laughs> it's turning into a tougher
1: question than i anticipated yeah,
0: it's, okay so sometimes i feel like i'm i bang the drum too much around mm-hmm. my non-black friends like mm-hmm. they probably get tired of this you know
1: <laughs> yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the listening ship for this season is—I'm—I'm um, I'm not sure because I have a lot of white friends, white white peers, and and whatnot who have been loving the show so far, loving this podcast. And then I'm realizing that you know the things that I talk about when it's just black people in the room um, are a little bit different. The tone is a little different, and it's still for everyone's ears. But <laughs> yeah,
0: <it's laughs> I'm just, not sure. Yeah, you're you're gonna hear some things a little different than. Half- <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> i I totally get it i was with uh, so my husband and i were actually out on a date with another couple this was like maybe four months ago and we really like this couple they're good people um the guy is someone who used to work with my husband and we were just sitting there having a really really good time and i don't know how we got onto the subject of ancestry, but I basically talked about what I just mentioned a few minutes ago about how it's harder for Black people to trace their ancestry. You know, like mm-hmm. the the commercials for like the DNA kits and whatnot; those are probably not going to cut it. You need a specialist to really get the specific details that you want in that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I personally view that as unfair because I feel like why should we have to even go through that trouble if y'all would have just. <laughs> Own. We were, <laughs> <laughs> you know like I, yeah. I that's the only reparation that I really want to be honest yeah can you just tell me about my lineage is please like yeah my, for me but we were having this conversation and I could tell that my husband's friend was feeling I mean he wasn't trying to deny that what I was saying was true but I, mm-hmm. I, I could tell that he was feeling like gosh you know like at what point can I put some of this down you know at what point is it finally going to be made better so mm. that you know so, so that they can feel better and so that we don't have to carry around all of this residual guilt anymore mm-hmm. and um I inferred all of this from his body language and his <laughs> expression yes. and his tone and whatnot but I could just tell that you know The struggle is something that we have to live in. Like we don't really get a choice. We have to live in it. They don't, they have that privilege. Um, But I would say that being Black doesn't matter when you're just hanging out with people who love you for who you are and who you can be safe with and who are not Mm -hmm. trying to take anything from you, who are not trying to make you be something that you don't want to be. Those are the people who love you. Those are the real ones. And so therefore, you don't have to remind them that you're Black because they already know. They see your Blackness.
1: Mm -hmm. I think you've really touched on something when we're in environments around people in spaces where people aren't trying to take things from us aren't trying to make us things that we aren't people are just trying to love us um and I think it's it's really important because sometimes and and the most experience I have with this is is when I was dating is when I'm with somebody who's not black and they think that bringing up or liking me because of my blackness, because of my brown skin is a compliment. And um, it's hard to explain or, <clears throat> or liking me because I, I'm built a certain way um, and, and not understanding how that is, is taking away from other people, how that's putting down kind of themselves, how it's doing something other than just loving me. <clears throat> I mean, I, I do expect my, my partner, I do hope that my partner loves me for, for being built this way, but it's not, it's not like I'm an exception, like, like I'm a token. Right. Um, and so <laughs> I think that's really important for people to understand that they're taking something or plucking something out of my whole identity mm-hmm. and holding that up, like as my entire indent- identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we can't just like be friends <laughs> Like, no that's why I'm bringing this up because yeah. there's there's something that you're doing or not doing
0: right um, right and um something that I've come to learn too is that some of those people who do that they don't even know what they're doing and yeah. so, once you point it out and you let them know that hey when you say that it's like you're reducing me to just this and I want you to like this about me, but I want you to like the other stuff about me too. Right. Yeah. You know, and then once, once they're made aware, um, you know, they likely won't, the ones who, who really do love you and who care, for you, they won't do that anymore. And um, I don't know about you and I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I know for myself, I have become. I was always forgiving but i've become a lot more i've become a lot softer in that area because i'm Mm. trying to allow for more opportunities for teaching people better Mm. and what i was finding is that when i would respond with you know like the you know because because that's what i'm feeling you know, I would get like a, Oh, okay. I'll just leave her alone kind of a thing. And it's like, okay, no, I didn't, I wasn't trying to squash the whole relationship. I really was just trying to point out that there's this, there's something that you're saying right now that I don't know if you intend for this, but that's what's happening. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so I, anyway, I have adjusted my demeanor around these things because Uh, 2020 taught me that there are several non-Black people out here who really do want to learn, but they also don't want to be berated as they learn, and I think that maybe we had too much of that happening in the past, and I'm not faulting anybody, you know, people, I'm not faulting anybody for their emotions, especially over that. If you were upset, be upset, boo, Yeah. but um, I'm saying that as we move forward, I, I'm trying to create an environment where people who want to learn can do so, yeah. safely, because I think that's the only way we're going to get out of this.
1: Mm-hmm. So moving forward into learning and how we learn and what we're learning, Um, (laughs) philosophy and critical thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you can take one or both, um, is just how this is most relevant in your um, personal or professional life, your world, um, why you think philosophy is important, why you think thinking critically is important, excuse me, Uh, and go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving this interview right now, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Try to make philosophy fun. I mean, it's really serious shit, but like, and, and things can get heavy like at the drop of a dime. But, oh, yeah. just, <laughs> you know, that's the absurdity of life.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to focus on the critical thinking <clears throat> aspect of okay. it because that's where I I tend to, I think critical thinking and philosophy are. Heavily related, I would say that with my experience and what I've done, I tend to hang out in the critical thinking realm. My friend, I know that you have a degree in philosophy, so totally understand. And like I said, they're very connected, so there's a bridge yes, yeah. for sure. Um, okay, so I mean, I can't really think of where critical thinking isn't important in my life. I mean, okay, I, I have to think critically about my kids when it comes to you know how how am I going to set up the day? How am I going to break this news? One of the hardest things of 2020 was having to break the news to my child that you can't go back to your school. Your father and I would feel better if you were at home learning than if Mm. you were at school learning. And so therefore we want you to stay home because we wanna keep you safe. That was really hard to do when you have a social butterfly child like mine is. I mean, she was mm-hmm. so, upset. and it was all our fault, you know, because we're the ones showing this bad news upon her. Mm-hmm. And so I told my husband before, once they um, made the call that they were going to offer digital learning for the fall, I told my husband, all right, let's sit down and get our game plan together for how we're going to break this to her and how we're going to make this something that she can buy into. So, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, the schools give out free meals. Let her know we're going to go up to the school and get free meal every Tuesday and Thursday. So you can at least see your school, you know, it's still there. Maybe <laughs> your principal will be outside, you know, like, just, but we have to do that for her because mm-hmm. I mean, her. think about it. Think about when we were in the second grade. Mm. think about if our mom just came in and was like you can't go back to school and you can't Mm. see any of your friends you have to stay Mm. because it's dangerous
1: like we would have thought a bomb went off like
0: yeah the world
1: does not exist anymore
0: correct and so I told my husband that's how we have to approach her because that's what she's feeling like right now she's had a whole lot of stuff taken away from her Mm-hmm. After being told that she had been good and that she was going to get more stuff. So, mm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So- Just to interrupt you for a moment, appropriately, um, I hadn't thought, so there's so many parents who are saying like, this has been rough. This has been rough on our kids and um, it's, it's been very vague and I'm not in parenting circles, so I don't know all the memes and, and articles and all whatnot that's been written. But it's like, okay, yeah, I guess this has been really rough on kids, but like from a psychological standpoint, like that's exactly what you're not supposed to do. Like you have somebody who's doing really well, you've got these like positive, like these incentives and these rewards, and then you take everything that they love away yeah (laughs) that doesn't make any sense
0: (laughs) yeah you know and she asked us at one point she's like am i being punished and we were like no
1: no you're not being
0: punished but i mean so she asked us that at the like the end of the summer and Mm -hmm. then um You know, we had the fall, and COVID numbers just continued to rise, and then we didn't get to have fireworks at the local park here this year for New Year's Eve, Mm. that's something that we really do look forward to. I mean, it's it's a park in Gainesville, Florida. No one's heard of it before, but they do a 30-minute free fireworks show, and that fills us up for the entire year.
1: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: It is great. And we didn't get to go to it last year. And, you know, that was hard. I, I threw a tantrum about that. And I let myself because I was really <laughs> here. here's me and my family. And we're mm-hmm. following the rules. And we're being safe. And, mm-hmm. you know, we. where's our reward? Where's our fireworks? You know, I felt that way about it and i didn't stay there for long because quite Mm -hmm. frankly a lot of what's happening in our world is people staying in the well i want i want and and we need Mm -hmm. people to have that so Mm -hmm. i mean i only i sat in there for like maybe a day and then i moved on from it but um yes it's definitely difficult on the children i mean think about the think about the kids who were supposed to graduate who were supposed to walk in 2020 Mm -hmm. and they didn't get to I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember my graduations, I acted a fool and you couldn't <laughs> have told me otherwise. Okay. Do whatever <laughs> I wanted. Okay. Cause it's my graduation day.
1: Okay. It was a very important day. Yeah. <laughs> got new shoes for that. I remember the shoes I was wearing that day.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. you have a whole outfit
1: for that. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every graduation.
0: <laughs> okay, and, and rightfully so. That is your moment. Yes. The class of 2020 got robbed, and I do feel yeah. bad for them. And yeah. so. Um, yeah, definitely. And I mean, you, you asked me for examples in my entire life. That's just one example of critical thinking right. in my parenting. Yeah. Um, when it comes to my book that you have behind you, I had to do a lot of critical thinking with that too, because there were a lot of people who tried to discourage me from publishing mm-hmm. that book there were people who tried to take advantage of me in the publishing of that book in order to take the rights to that book for themselves. Mm. Yeah. So um, ultimately I made the decision that, you know what, this message is too important and I'm just going to put it out. And so I independently published that book. I didn't wait for any publisher to get back to me. Um, But, you know, that was, I had to I had to learn about being an independent author, an indie author. And I also had to um, learn that Antoinette, if you've got something to say or you've got something to give people, girl, just give it, say it.
1: You don't
0: don't need some guy in an office 500 miles away to tell you that it's okay after you pay him (laughs) $1,300. Just
1: to to tell you that it's okay
0: yeah to tell me that it's okay like I need a permission slip or something no you know why you wrote this the book is finished now right you got the art you got the words it's put together people can hold it in their hands sell it yes sell it And so, I mean, I'm oversimplifying the indie publishing process right now, but ultimately that was what I had to do was decide that, you know what, I don't need Penguin to decide that my message is important. Mm -hmm. I have decided that the message is important. And so therefore it's going out and the people who need it will get it just like you yeah. Everyone who needs that book has, has gotten their hands on it. And that's all that I ask for. Yeah,
1: yeah, you've. I'm making notes here on two two things <clears throat> that you've brought up regarding critical thinking with these two examples. And the first one is that um, it was really important for you to make a plan. Um, and in that plan, you're accounting for what your children, what your daughter was going through. Uh, and then, you know, you could move forward instead of just saying, this is what we're gonna do. And then Whoa, things would have blown up in your face. Yeah. Um,
0: and then you know, I think people don't really consider that. And then the subsequent, <laughs> well, this is the way it's gonna be. And I said it and I'm your parent. You know, I, I don't like that.
1: I right. Don't,
0: I don't like that. I prefer not to raise my children with that. And so yes, yeah. having a plan super important.
1: Absolutely, and then also, if you if you want to do something, um, figure out how to do it, <laughs> <laughs> or if you need to do something, figure out how to do it. These two these two things are very simple,
0: <laughs> but that's where critical simple. thinking. Surprise. not easy, though. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> making a plan is not easy, and then acting on what we want or need to do, <laughs> figuring out how to do those things. Right. But but sometimes that just is just what needs to be um, made really clear. It's like, "Wait, why am I feeling stuck right now?" Well, because I'm not making a plan for how to get unstuck. Mm-hmm. Why why aren't I doing what I want to be doing right now? Because I haven't figured out how to do what I want to do or I haven't figured out what I want to do.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And see so many people are stuck in that they they're still in the gap. They're still in the why am I not fulfilled? They haven't gotten over here yet to the because I'm not fulfilling my passion. I'm not yeah. Doing what it is that I am meant to do. What am I meant to do? Well, let me figure that out. A lot of people have not made, you know, like you like you know those little maze things that we used to do? Yeah. Like, they're, they're still up there. The the little thing, the little cards with the ball, and you had to like move it around yes the ball, that's where they're at. They're way up at the top, and you gotta, you gotta get into the center of the circle.
1: <laughs> Um, we can always come back, but I feel like this is a good transition point to, to talk about what advice do you have for people with existential dilemmas, or, or you can even talk about how you deal with existential dilemmas, because I think that's really what, exactly what you said. This is where people are, many people are right now. So how can they deal with that?
0: <laughs> well, um, okay, so I can only talk about what worked for me, but what mm. worked for me was talking to other people. Mm. because you cannot see the entire picture when you are in the frame and so when you talk with other people about what it is that you're stuck with or what you're trying to do or what you would like to see happen they are able to make observations and connections that you wouldn't have seen because you know you're you're in the scene you're not actually looking at it from the outside Mm. and um don't feel shame you don't have to feel shame for being in an existential crisis like honey the whole world is in an existential crisis (laughs) like please don't feel ashamed of that we got a president a lame duck president right now he's having him a big old
1: (laughs) it's the last day right girl yes (laughs) By the time this is people are listening to this well who knows what will have happened but
0: <laughs> we're, we're really hoping for just a peaceful transition and a regular old Wednesday please Woo.
1: <laughs> but yeah you're absolutely right I mean whether or not um he is expressing that's what's going on with him it, it absolutely is. Like, well, this is the life you've made for yourself. This is the foundation you built and that foundation isn't looking too great. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, you really can take, I mean, politics completely aside from this, you really mm-hmm. can take some excellent cues from watching number 45 mm-hmm. right now, because you don't ever want to build yourself up onto any sort of a Platform or pedestal that can't be taken down. Mm. If you decide you want to switch directions and switch course, leave yourself wiggle room to do that. I believe yes. that part of the reason why he's having the trouble he's having is that once you gas up the masses like that, you ain't really gonna get them the I mean, you gotta like give them something. Like they, wanna, right, they right. want to They want five hundred dollars cash. Like hand it to them or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they they, they're expecting that and and to be honest i mean i am not excusing the Capitol riot in any means but those people said they were acting on their president's wishes i mean Mm -hmm. he was the president at the time and he was telling them to do this. I mean, I it'll be really interesting to see what the law does with all of this. Because, <laughs> you
1: know? yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm very curious. <laughs> from a critical, <laughs> from a, a political, uh, you know, legal, like the actual academic on the books, the word, the, the, the verbiage, I'm very curious what, what yeah. these words are going to look like next to each other. Right,
0: yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm getting my mother goose reading glasses ready for it. Because it's going to be it's going to be interesting
1: um, you you do bring up a great point though um you know politics aside if we if we want to change careers um you know something my mother always told me is well first of all don't quit one job before you have another and then also don't burn your bridges um you know if if you are going to need a reference um don't go asking somebody that you know you pissed off if you want, especially in this day and age when we can just look on, not even social media, just you can be Googled. So any presence, any any impact you've made on anybody who knows your name, yeah. um, that is available and probably public information. Um, and so if we want to move forward, we really have to be careful about what our past is, has been and what, what our presence is doing.
0: Right, and in doing that, do realize that you can make the change whenever you want. You can decide, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that behind. And I'm going to be a different person at any time that you want. Um, but yes, you, you will want to be mindful of the fact that with the internet, you know, there's kind of a, a printable transcript of like everything that we are all tied to that we're doing that we say that we buy I mean it's all right there and so just be mindful of um my mother always used to tell me the people that you see on the way up are the same ones who, (laughs) (laughs) if you fall down and so you know you may not want to yeah you may not want to burn bridges. And I believe that in the case of number 45, um, he stepped into a job that he had never done before. And so uh, right off the bat, I think that there were a lot of things that probably got off on the wrong foot. Mm. Um, and then once it was clear that we were off on the wrong foot and he was made aware, cause I know there were people around him telling him like, hey, you might want to calm down. Um, pride pride got in the way instead of logic and that's unfortunate because um, you know this is going to be an ugly end I believe it'll take some time but it'll be an ugly end Uh, he committed treason
1: yeah yeah we don't want well if you do want an ugly end then then go for it there's plenty of strange novels to read for for that kind of fodder but if you do not (laughs) Yeah. If if you happen to be the type of person who is concerned about how the direction your life is going and managing negativity and like mm-hmm. literal and figurative fires, then perhaps don't use forty five as an example of what to do. Um, but really, more importantly, think about how 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 you're thinking critically. Um, that's- <laughs> is what i'm hearing you say <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, don't be afraid to uh call yourself out and say mm. that yeah, i was wrong about that i needed to do better um because that's thinking critically too you can't just say well it couldn't be me it could never be me that's not critical thinking that's completely yeah. biased so yeah. you have to be willing to turn that critical gaze onto yourself i would say first and foremost um yeah and, and be comfortable with that because other people are definitely going to be critical of you. Um, and you, know, you can choose whether to be <clears throat> offended by that or take it personally or not. But mm-hmm. I think that if you are someone who can be honest with yourself and who can uh, be critical with yourself, not to the point of tearing yourself down, but to the, for, for the purpose of improvement and self-awareness, Mm-hmm. Um, then that's a much better way of being I feel because you build in room for your own mistakes you build in room to um to grow and change you you just build in room to be a human
1: mm-hmm. yeah I like that um that's all my official questions for you <laughs> yeah you <any> <laughs> no not today I, I probably some things that I hadn't written down um but is there anything else that you would like to share with the world with anybody who's watching or listening um about um yourself about what you do just just anything in general any any last words of wisdom
0: so I would say to anybody who's listening to this right now don't hold back on your talents on your gifts on what you have to offer to the world don't hold any of that back part of the reason why i know joy is because i found her when i searched pole dancing instagram hashtags and i was like who is this and i got to see her art and i got to see her performing and i was just so um impressed and just, you know, inspired. I took pole dancing for two years. And so to see someone else who also looked like me, who was pole dancing and doing a damn good job of it, I was like, hey, sis, yes. (laughs) But I wouldn't have been able to do that if she had been holding her talents back. And so if you, if there's something that you are good at, or that you're passionate about, whether it's a book that you want to write, or it is a business that you want to start, or it's simply a cause that you feel passionate about and so you want to get involved in it go do it there is no better time than the present um I think that when we were growing up a lot of us were lulled into thinking that things like protests and racial violence and political corruption and deadly diseases that people can't figure out i think that we were brought up to think that those were all things that happened like way back in the past and so therefore we've moved on from it and we live in this utopia now (laughs) unicorns and i'm here to tell you that no it's not we are living in the history books that are being written okay in like 30 years that the kids are going to read that's what we're living in right now and so Do not hold back because your time to make your mark is now. This is an important time period, an important time to be on this earth. Mm -hmm. And um, you shouldn't hold any of that back from the rest of us. We are better people for what you choose to share with us, Mm. your talents, your gifts. And so make 2021 the year that you, you get your talents out there in front of people. If you like to draw, post one of your, one of your, drawings onto your Instagram this year and see what people say you know even if they don't like or comment they're still seeing it (laughs) don't base your value on that um but yeah that is that's what my 2021 is going to be about making sure that I am taking the action now and that I am following through on a lot of the things that i said that i wanted to do but i said like oh i'll do that in a few years why why in a few years why can't you do it now so um i would just i would encourage others who are listening to come with me on this journey because there's no better time than the present
1: yes wonderful and um For you specifically, how can people um, contact you and how can people join you or include you in their journeys? I'll also include this below the video and on YouTube.
0: Thank you. Um, You can write to me at hi at missantoinette.net. That's M-F-A-N-T-O-I-N-E-T-T-E dot net. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Miss Antoinette Chanel. So you just got the Miss Antoinette part. The Chanel is just C-H-A-N-E-L on Instagram. Um, Also, I have a Facebook page, Miss Antoinette Chanel. I think that I've got the URL for that. I might not. I'm not sure. Um, But you can find me on Facebook too. Um, (laughs) I'm also going to be launching virtual happy hour coming up. I thought I was going to launch it this Thursday, the 21st. I think I'm going to have to postpone until February because I really want things to be nice. I want people to show up and have fun. I want this to be a place where you can let down. You can play some games and win some prizes and you can just have a good time because I know we can't all go out right now so I wanted to make a space where you can kind of feel like you 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 come to a place where maybe not everybody knows your name but they're going to be a <laughs> new, so yeah everybody kind of know your name <laughs> you can hang out and just have a good time and hopefully meet some more people who maybe you can form a connection with and and have some positive communication at a time like this
1: yeah Awesome! Thank you, Antoinette. Thank you so much um, for your time, for your energy, for yeah, for you. Um, I, I mean, personally, you—I don't know if you know what you what you do for my soul, um, for my heart, um, but you know, professionally for doing this, which is all the things. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> yes. oh, you're so welcome. And thank you, Joy. I feel the exact same way. I'm really glad that we were able to become friends, not just following <laughs> each other, but we actually are friends. I love this. <laughs> and Thank you so much for inviting me on your show.
1: Indeed. Indeed.